Um, the five issues are really good. Every other tie-in issue is fucking mm-hmm. terrible. Ooh, All right. That sucks. Yeah, this is my last Marvel big event because I've been disappointed by the do last they have any, two. Do they have any more big events coming out? They do, but it's that what if one that I was telling you about. Oh, right. so very cool. Really very like cool. Very fucking cool. Very fucking cool. We got shit to get through and we don't have fucking time to do it. <laughs> like first day of math class. All right. We're already behind. <laughs> All right. And welcome everyone to this new episode of Drunken Jurors. Uh, I am Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. All right, we're just going to go through uh, what we're drinking real quick before we tell you what we're doing because uh, we got a little bit of a build up here. I am drinking this wonderful, I don't know if you'll be able to see it with the lighting, but it is called Heaven's Door. It is 100 proof double barrel whiskey. Very good. And I'm going to be very drunk at the end of this because I'm going to need it because this fucking story sucks. Uh, I am drinking. I don't know. I mean, I know where I got it from. I got it from someone. Uh, that was at my house, but a Wicked Grove hard cider. Um, I there's two bottles left. I am drinking Jim Beam, uh, 100 proof bonded bourbon. Uh, I I think I liked Evan Williams better. Uh, it's not bad. It's got more flavor than Evan Williams, but it's a little bit sharper. I also have uh, Wild Wood Cellars Peach Mead, which I'm about to try. So we'll see how that is. Oh, I'm also drinking Bud Lights which I should crack one of those open real quick. I don't know if I like Camelot better, but this isn't bad. I, Nick and I, I both whipped a, out the 100 proofs for this because yeah. we're going to get for violent. For the record, I have yet to find a mead that I really dislike. Uh, also, Adam is a pixel. He looks fine for me. Oh, all right. <clears throat> all right. So, yeah, well, fuck you, Nick. We got into that quick because we got a lot to go through, and sadly, we have to record something after this. So we are starting a series on Chris Watts. If you don't know what that is, happened in 2018. Get ready for depression. Yeah, get ready to be upset, depressed, everything awful. 2018, man that kills his, spoiler alert, kills his wife and daughters, and then the investigation that follows that is fucking wild. It's not like wild, but it's, it's just something. We'll get into it. This could be, I'm thinking, I'm shooting for three parts. This could very possibly be four, depending on how these things go. Um, The other two parts will probably be almost two hours long each if we get them into only three episodes. If not, they'll probably be like an hour and a half each, and then the fourth episode that's around the same. Because there's a lot of shit to get into, and I know the second I get into like, after like page one, I know Nick's going to start fucking getting into shit. Adam's got some hot takes basically <laughs> Adam's, I, feel, I don't know Adam's takes but I'm judging by that I, I'm kind of scared of Adam's takes when I sent Jeff my notes it was like six notes and said the rest of what I have is just emotional responses to things that happened so it's oh, this God. is going to be this you're gonna stuff- see parts of us that aren't gonna be yeah. funny this first part is basically going to be setting up everything that happened up until the day of them being reported missing and the police showing up we might get into one of the interviews with one of the victim's friends we might depending on if we can get to it but my plan for this episode is to get through everything leading up and then what happens on the day that they are called in missing episode two probably going to be the interview with some of the friends first interview with the husband and then the 
second interview with the husband episode three will hopefully be then the finding of the bodies all the evidence the autopsies the trial and then hopefully the psychological eval of chris watts and some theories because the whole entire third book that i read for this which we'll get into sources here in a second entire third book that i have is just basically theories and the psychological assessment of chris watts and my source is a three-part series called in cold blood discovering chris watts part uh the facts part one and then yeah so the book is set up in like basically how we're going to be going through it is the way the book's set up just because i i like it and i have a lot of quotes and i will i'll try to remember to say oh this is quoted but i might not but just know that a lot of the things i'm going to read for info are going to be direct quotes from people because this entire book series the first two books actual police transcripts everything i'm watching are the like actual interview videos and press conferences through i watched like six hours of interviews today i have the seven hour confession one i have to watch before the like next recording yeah and then just reading a bunch of fucking documents these two got to read actual or watch actual like books set up that were supposed I, to explain everything to he listened to his I, book uh... I watched uh, American Murderer, uh, the Netflix documentary. It was a good time. I read a um, lot of the video from that is from actual body cams from police and stuff. Mm -hmm. I read it's very good. This is my second time watching it. I haven't watched it. I meant to. I forgot. Uh, I watch or I read um, My Daddy is a Hero by Lena Derhali. It was more of a psychological unpacking. by like i think she was a social worker um it's it's interesting so yeah, yeah the book i read the authors got i didn't, together, I didn't read know through anything all the tra- about this when i went in so they read all the like police reports official transcripts they watched the body cam footage and like interviews and stuff and then just put it into a book literally like there's no writing from them it's just copy and paste police transcripts so made it very difficult to read main people of this chris watts who's the husband slash the killer Shannon Watts, wife slash victim. Bella Marie Watts, who is daughter slash victim. Uh, CC uh, Catherine Watts. I don't know how to pronounce her actual name, but they call her CC all the time. Yellow. Cirilla? Cirilla. Something like that. Cirilla. I vaguely remember it. She's also a daughter slash victim. Celeste. It's Celeste. It's Celeste. Celeste. Cirilla is Siri from fucking Witcher. (laughs) All right. Well, that's also a daughter slash victim. Uh, We'll explain everyone else as we go. Can I? I, So. I heard, is it is it Shannon or Shanann? It's Shanann. Because there's two. There's it's two. Shanann. Okay. I always typed it and read it as Shannon, and I thought the my narrator had a speech impediment. No, it is Shanann. So early specific speech impediment that they only pronounced Shannon wrong. <laughs> like it upset me greatly for the first hour of the book. I was just angry. Uh yeah, it's Shanann because in the transcripts it's like, what's your uh, what's your wife's name? And they're like Shanann like shenanigans but without the anigans shenan or without the agains i guess whatever you fuck want to say all right christopher lee watts was born in new north carolina new carolina in north we're starting off good we're starting off good new carolina how much you hate to see it how much did you drink while i was gone enough uh in north carolina on may 16th of 1985 to cindy and ronnie watts he had an older sister named Jamie Watts. Chris was an oil field coordinator for Anadarko Petroleum at the time that he is arrested. 
he's basically just a maintenance dude for fucking oil companies, what it seems like. Woo, big oil. <laughs> big pharma. <laughs> big pharma. Woo! <laughs> big pharma. <laughs> I like how that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> hey, if if our audience stays up to date with our epi- with all of our episodes, they know. They know that Big, big pharma. pharma's about Woo! it. Yeah, I'd fuck Big Pharma. Shanahan was born Big also Pharma in- fucked you. <laughs> Shanahan was also born in North Carolina now. on January 10th, 1984. Same. Uh, Shanann was married to Leonard King in South Carolina between 2002 and 2003, and then they divorced in 07 or 08, because I don't think Nick can actually comprehend when times happen. No, no, that, that was literally the article I read. There was no definitive date for anything about their first marriage. Okay, well, they had no kids. Um, and then Shannon went into a deep depression until she met Chris. Uh, Shannon was an independent sales rep for a multi-marketing company called Lavelle, which I'm pretty sure was just a pyramid scheme one, on crack. Yeah, that was 100% a pyramid scheme. But that somehow was, she I'm was high up. It in may that, have been a cult. It might she, have been a cult. She was high up in whatever yeah. that was because she got oh to go on trips God. all over the place. But oh yeah. my God, uh, when you, the, it's uh, when going through the entire thing, it just every time anyone talks about Lavelle. More and more of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they met in North Carolina in 2010 and married in 2012. They then moved to uh, Frederick, Colorado, because, you know, Fred's back again. We keep trends here. Uh, sadly, they weren't married and divorced oh, yeah. four times each. So damn, we can't keep that trend for this week. Um, I don't remember this joke, but I, I would assume it was funny. Frederick? Remember sure Ben? Ben Fink? Ben. Yeah, yeah, ben. Fred. Just ben, Everyone was ben. also Fred to you guys. Yeah. Where was uh, yeah. Ben doing this entire story? Yeah, where's Ben? Ben, Fink, ben Fink's alive, and... Ben, I would assume Ben is probably in the, like, Caribbean, just living life. Yeah, that sounds like Ben. That sounds like something Ben would do. That sounds... Fucking sipping on my ties while yeah. fucking... I was gonna say, hardcore well, binge drinking. Cuban cigar, time. yeah. I'd oh really like God. to point out very quickly, Jeff, if you at all ever listen to The Last Plastered Paladins, <laughs> we go into Ben Fink... And Nick shits on you a lot. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to go into this. I'm assuming Nick was mad that I kept saying that Ben died. Well, yeah, because Ben's alive. You're lying. Yeah. All right. We'll get into that in a different episode. Where yeah, I just Ben's beat a the fucking shit out spiritual of Nick. hero. <laughs> just a live leak. Actually, no, it doesn't matter. Live leak's, live leak's shut down, so it doesn't matter. When you're just walking down the street and you change to 144p and live link pops up in the corner. <laughs> A Chinese um, steel worker and live leak pops up above your head. <laughs> all right, so they moved to Frederick, Colorado in 2013 and bought a five-bedroom house, which I don't understand. For, for the two people in their family. <laughs> I would like to point out they probably... Or what? Uh, they're planning so on fucking like master, rabbits? The master bedroom. No, the master bedroom. And then one bedroom is a guest bedroom. And then planning on having kids, and they probably... Well, one of them's sure her office, I know that. Having- because when you run a pyramid scheme, you need an office. What they first filed for bankruptcy in 2015, and at the time of the murders, they were approximately $70,000 in debt. <laughs> still chugging. He's still chugging. He had ex open my second drink. some milk. Get this man some milk. I need to open my second drink. Hold on. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is going to be a wild one. <laughs> All right. So Chris, she, okay. So this person comes into play in a little, 
Jesus fuck, I can't. I, I was hoping this was going to be such a good series, but it is starting off so fucking bad. But we're going to fight through it, and we're going to get better with each episode of this series, and this just isn't the one. But we're going to get you a lot of information in here. Chris met Nicole Kessinger at work in June for, on, on June 14, 2018, and uh, Nick said it's creepy how much they look alike. Oh, yeah. Uh, creepy how much Nicole and Shanann looked alike. Yeah. They do. They do. They, do. they look yeah. very similar. Uh, it's almost like Chris has a taste. Yeah. But she comes into play in a little bit. So now we're going to get into everything leading up to the days and the murders. And Nick, this is where you're going to probably be jumping oh. in a lot. I yeah, have a lot right. written out. So on May 29th, 2018, there was a video posted where Shanann showed the reaction of telling Chris that they were having another baby. But in the video, Chris didn't seem excited and seemed actually displeased by this information. That dude looked like I did when I was told I got accepted into college. Uh, It it was one of, uh, all right, but do I have to? Um, Um, I would like to point out, I don't know if you've... uh, Jeff, have you seen the documentary? Yes, I saw it like the day after you told me to watch it when it first came out. So the first time I watched this, I did not know who was the killer or anything. I knew no information. So I just started making fun of uh, the wife, Nene. Um, <laughs> I paused. Say Nene? Did he say Nene? Shanene. <laughs> Shanene, uh, not not realizing that she was the victim here, but the amount that she posts on social media is. Oh, hey, you and Nick are gonna have a good time here. Oh, hey, I, fuck, I fucking. I just fucking went to McDonald's and bought three cheeseburgers. Everyone praised me. That's her social media life, and it pissed oh, me off to no end. Oh, and I God. started going hardcore into that. And Morgan was like, "You know she's the victim, right?" And I was like, "I did not." I feel bad now, but still, that doesn't excuse. I don't care so, what you got at McDonald's. So we we don't make fun of victims, but I we're, hate we're, we're going to talk about her this. friends are awful. <laughs> I gonna, hate every gonna... one of her friends. We can talk shit about her friends. Her friends all seem to be cunts. We we could go into her Facebook. We'll just try not to make fun of it too much. But oh, she does. Uh, she we, is... we can make fun of their friends, though. This. Well, I this feel like lady you can definitely make fun of the fact that you overpost on Facebook in general. Oh, and that's it's not just stupid. she's not just posting. <laughs> she's like Facebook living shit randomly throughout the day of like, look at what my kids are doing. It's like just take a video and post it, or oh, don't post fuck it. Fuck off, no one can. Yeah, post it. <laughs> post it all on one one day. Why do you have to give me live updates on your life? So here, here's one of the reasons why I don't do shit like that and why I get irritated when I'm, like, told to do it's shit. It's too like late in social like... media to be fucking doing that. This is, like, Facebook 06 if you do, if you bullshit, do that, not Facebook 2018. If, also, if you do that now, like, with pictures and shit, that's what Instagram's for. If you're just posting all the time, that's what Twitter's for. Like, Instagram's no totally, cares. look how hot I am and look what I ate. <laughs> don't, n- no one cares. That's a Apparently, big one. It's a lot. It's a lot. If you want to find out how much it is, go watch the Netflix documentary. Because if you want to get all the points of this, you can watch that and get everything. But we're going to deep dive into this bullshit because it doesn't give all the details. And there's stuff that's come out since then. So stick around and listen, though, because we, we got some shit going on. She, she, so, so real quick, she seems like one of those people who would go into extreme detail with her friends about her sex life with her husband. She does. 
Yeah, and I don't. She does. That yes. is that's one of those things that's like, all right, too much. That's just too much. She does. There's a point in the interview that the police have with Nicole, her friend Nicole uh, Atkinson, where she, Nicole says, "Yeah, she said like before, everything seemed to be better before we left for Arizona because she said that they were fucking like rabbits." Yeah, it's all that's in the it's all that's in the documentary. Honestly, if and. Most of her social media life is on the documentary. Like it's it's a lot. She is a very she seems like a she seems like a very nice person. Um, she did. She seemed caring. She was a great mother. Like yeah. a, a very yeah. good person. Just over talkative and over sharing on everything. Yeah. What one of those people who, if they came into work and said hi to me, I'd say hi back. And then as soon as they turned their back to me and be like, "All right, that was way too much." <laughs> that was just too much for this early in the morning. All right. So I got a piece of weird information here. I don't know if you guys knew this. So Nicole Kessinger, the one that uh, Chris ends up having the affair with. Yeah. In September of 2017. Remember, she met Chris July 14th of 2018. So this is nine months prior. She Googled Shanann Watts. Yeah. So so uh, one thing about Nicole uh, Nicole Kissinger. Uh, I don't know if you're going to go into this yet, but like throughout like their entire affair, she's googling like affairs with a married man. Yeah, she's yeah, we'll googling. Yeah, all right. She's doing. She's googling wild shit. Like she looked up wedding so dresses. One like, of the one of the theories, for the more murders. Oh, she also yeah. knows before she starts googling that stuff, she knows that she is basically just going to be a side piece, and then I guess somehow she's probably talking chris into leaving his wife which is why we'll get into what we get into later oh but no, also no. oh I know, th- I know more about this well i it's because i haven't read past the fucking goddamn first interview with chris <laughs> but oh, I, hold on I know. hold okay. on and then God damn it, you, <laughs> you made me fucking forget um hold on hold on it's right there uh there's a theory that nicole told chris that he needed to get rid of his wife and kids okay so i am not on that Nicole had anything to do with the murders, but is, is are are there people that are on that? There's a couple. It's it's a um, small theory that's been like debunked, but it's there. Um, but she she was told by Chris, so the she says the first time she met Chris, he did not he was at work. They worked together. He did not have a wedding ring on. Mm-hmm. He was very which open. is understandable because yeah, of his like work. That's, yeah. Well, and well, then apparently he'd lost a fuck ton of weight, right? And yeah. like it had to be resized. Yeah. Um, but he was uh, open about the fact that he was married, had children, but was in the process of getting a divorce when they met. Which would have, which would yeah. have been news to Shanann. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, and he he said that they were in the process, like already starting getting divorced. They were completely separated. They were just legally married. So they started dating. And then she's st- like her Google search history shows like that. She was Googling all these things. She Googled him. She was Googling Shanann. She like, she kept Googling stuff. And it was uh, when, when they announced their th- third baby, that's when Nicole was very like, what the fuck is happening here? And cause the announcement of the third baby wasn't long before they were murdered so it was yeah it was 15 weeks wasn't it yeah she was 15 weeks pregnant when yeah when they died 
Um, so but when did she announce that they were pregnant? May 28th or May 29th is when she posted the video of her telling Chris that they were pregnant. So probably and that day. May, yeah. And June, when July, uh, three months, three months. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have just bullet points of dates of going into everything. Nick, feel free to just fucking go in on. I'm ready to get lost in the sauce. I'm ready to get lost. So this affair blossomed when Shanann left for North Carolina for six weeks before the disappearance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stop you right there. I assume so. That's why I just tried to get through the sentence. Go on, my friend. So, so if uh, I don't, I don't know about you. This, this, as soon as I, like every time this was brought up in the book, I paused. I'm like, why? What I? Oh, I'm assuming he. So I. So he probably couldn't get six weeks off work because he works for a real company, not a pyramid scheme. Um, (laughs) so he probably couldn't get six weeks off. Also, they're in debt, so he probably doesn't want to take time off work to take a six week fucking vacation. She's she's running a pyramid scheme. They they were they had filed for bankruptcy, like they were dealing with. Yeah, I did not know. I I, I, I didn't know. I literally mentioned that earlier. I said oh. they met in North Carolina, married, blah, blah, blah. They were in debt. They first filed for bankruptcy in 2015. And at the times of the murder, they were approximately $70,000 in debt. Oh, that's not that bad. I know people with more Also, Shanann's new job made her, Shanann's new job that she had gotten made her the breadwinner of the yeah. family. Yeah. She, yeah, because she so was running a there could, there could be So there could be underlying jealousy in there yeah. as well. So, so all right, so she probably the, went the for the that, six weeks because she wanted the kids to see their grandparents before but, they started school. But, but oh my god! But six weeks, six fucking weeks, six weeks. That is a long fucking six weeks. That's that's not that's that's over a month. That a that's a time. month and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a month and a half. I, that 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 right there. I I never want to victim blame, but when if you leave for six weeks that is questionable that's questionable and if you come back and there's infidelity you shouldn't be surprised i i think you should be surprised because that's not at all what marriage should be like yes it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a thing where oh if i'm left for over six months six months uh free game now like that's not I, I don't and I, and I know like military deployments and longer, but for me, it, it just it just bl- I, I don't know why when you're it, having just one when of you're those things marital, that just blows my mind when you're having marital problems before that's it, it, yes, yes, yeah, that's um, my problem. You went into this trip having marital problems, having money problems, and then you decided to take a six week trip when you're having marital problems, when your husband just lost a fuck ton of weight and is looking foxy as fuck. His your neighbors he's a, he's, call him the Silver Fox. He he's is a good-looking guy. Yeah, he is a good-looking dude. Um, but also, like, she's a good-looking drug- woman too, though. Like, yes, she doesn't the, she doesn't like, look like someone who has. A very, this is a very attractive family. Yes. Uh, this entire t- uh documentary, though, I was sitting there like Shanann's also cheating on him. Like the whole time that was in my, like she does some weird fucking things that the whole time I was I, just, like she's that also cheating wouldn't on him. Be surprising. Whether, yeah, whether I'm not going to actually pin. was or not like it, certain j- things that she does also lead me to that direction as well. Um, she probably wasn't, but regardless, yeah, I don't want to throw accusations that, around at her. Like, all right. So Chris saw Nicole 
um, I'll just call her NK so we can separate it from the Nicole later. We'll just call her Kissinger. I was going to say, let's just do last names. Yeah. All right. So call her Henry for Henry Kissinger. There you go. Uh, Chris saw Kissinger and every day while she was gone for the five weeks before he leaves in the last week. So he saw Kessinger every day and Shanann Shanann immediately knew something (laughs) Shanann immediately knew something was off like the time she got Oh, it's Shimon. God damn it. I don't listen to Michael. Shimon! There you go. Um, Some more things happen between the time she leaves and whatnot, but on the 18th of July Kessinger sends nudes to Chris, which he then hides in a fake calcul- calculator app on his phone. So I, I wanted to talk about this very briefly. <laughs> I know exactly what app he did because I used that when I was in high school to hide fucking porn. <laughs> everyone <laughs> knows so, what app he used. I don't know, everyone knows exactly what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's not a fucking, it's not a great fake app because everyone knows what the fake app is, but. I mean, our parents didn't, didn't in 2012. <laughs> my parents also that's know all that matters. on my phone, so. Yeah, that's all that matters is that my parents didn't know what it was in 2012. It was, it was a, it was a solution to a problem that didn't really exist. <laughs> yeah, I was able to put fucking. Victoria's Secret pictures and fucking titty pics on there, so it worked. It, yeah, it, got the it job made girlfriends. Done. It made high school girlfriends happy, is what it did. Oh, I was, I was just hiding it from parents and over. Okay, so Jeff and I know what it was really for. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, I see it. It's all right. Fucking fuck off. I know your first girlfriend, and I know when you got her. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so then, on the twenty fourth of July, Messenger Googled. Man I'm having an affair with says he will leave his wife. I don't know what the also, search results are I also don't know this, what this is about. Because when I was in eighth grade, I Googled how to get a girlfriend. <laughs> no, yo, we all Google. <laughs> we all Google stupid things as men to get yeah. to get woman or and, man. Yeah. So. <laughs> Woman. So, so I don't. Woman. I probably should have looked woman. into this, but I don't know what the fuck pops up when you type that in. I'm assuming it's a Reddit. No, I got it. I got you. No, I got it. I got it. I'm I'll assuming it's it honestly. I'll bite that. It's probably. The exact uh, it's probably Quora. Here, I'll, I'll hold Quora on. Quora is probably the thing that pops up. Copy and paste here, Nick. Uh, 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 chat. Put it in Discord chat. Okay, My bet is Quora. My bet is the, one of the top three uh, answers is Quora. All right, all right. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll 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 have that conversation, Adam. Man, I'm having an affair with. Oh, right. <laughs> is it Quora? Or is it Reddit? It's number one's Quora. Number one's Quora. <laughs> number one's Fuck Quora. Yeah. Nick, that's a I, shot I made for you. Account. <laughs> Nick, that's a shot then, for you. Uh, all right. Number one's Quora. Then hack spirit, then click relationships.com, click relationships.com, flirt savvy, wburr.org, uh, infidelity episodes. Reddit, Reddit every odd Atlantic. question. Well, every odd question. That's you find it on, what first is on Quora. <laughs> Hold on, what is the exact? How will I know if the man I'm having an affair with will leave his wife? It's been ongoing, and we have developed a romance and have fallen in love, and with one in love with one another. He has kids. <laughs> Do I ask him or do I just leave him be? 
<laughs> like people are giving real answers. Not fucking yeah, you, so home wrecking bitch. Quora, so Quora is the Reddit for middle aged woman, and you get some you get some good answers on there. All right. I found out a girl in high school actually liked me from Quora. So wild. Quora didn't help me in for shit. So on the 28th of July, they go on a trip to Great Sand Dunes Park where they, this is where they apparently fell in love. This man didn't know what the fuck, this man wouldn't know what love is if it fucking smacked him in the fucking dick. He could my favorite part. We'll get into it, but this man is not mentally normal. We'll get into it. My favorite part about them going on this trip is his phone background. That's Mm -hmm. just my favorite part of the whole story. Wait, what's his phone background? Was it his wife and kids? You'll find out. It's a later thing. Oh, I yeah, I'm guessing I'll read into it, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Oh, oh, so when uh it's always it was either him and his wife and kids or him with his wife or something but so while she was gone on the trip and he went on this date with nicole um when she shenan came back from the trip she noticed his phone background was the sunset or something like something with the sand dunes and oh, it was Jesus. no longer their family i <laughs> end up having it be me and my mistress and i'd forget to fucking change it back that's how that granted i'm stupid so that's how it would go for me this this man is actually pretty smart, and it seems to me that this is not his first time cheating. And I don't think he's ever been caught cheating. I have a big, he's like very big feeling that he has been cheating on people his entire life and has always had multiple girlfriends at the same time. And Nick's standing up for this. He's got to get that alcohol flowing. Yes, I am. Also, he just aren't he enough. just stands up, moves his desk up, and passes out. Um. All right. So <clears throat> then, on the thirty first of July, Chris goes to spend the last week in North Carolina with his family. During this time, things were obviously off between Chris and Shanann, and as she had already known something was off the entire time from like the day she got into North Carolina, things didn't go well. But from here, we're gonna have Nick do a fun segment of. What the fuck happened during the five weeks of Shenan in North Carolina? We're going to have Nick do a fun segment <laughs> on what the fuck happened to Shenan in North Carolina. <laughs> are we muted? Nick, are you there? Nick? Nick. There we go. All right. What? Did, wait, wait. Sorry, I had to reach <laughs> I no, I had to reset my audio software. He's like, I changed I headphones. You missed the greatest <laughs> setup for you to go into something, and then I did it again, and you still didn't reply. We'll do it a third time because third right, time's right. the Sorry, charm. I had to, re- I had keep, to reset keep my audio head. Keep all three in the episode. Oh, I keep will. All I three. Re- third time's <laughs> the so charm. For- Nick, shut <laughs> the fuck up. You'll all speak right. in a second. All right. So on the thirty-first. Of July, Chris goes to spend the last week in North Carolina with his family. During this time, things were obviously off between Chris and Shanann. And since Shanann knew from the second that she got into fucking North Carolina that things were off, things were obviously a little fucking weird for that last week. But we're going to have a fun segment where Nick 
explains what the fuck happened to Shanann while during those five weeks she was in North Carolina, since I already explained what happened to Chris. (laughs) So while she's in in, uh, North Carolina, she's staying with her parents. Uh, She's fucking big vibing in North Carolina with her kids. Uh, She takes her kids to go visit her grandparents, her uh, Chris's parents, um, to which Chris's mother... uh, so for context, uh, Cece, uh, Celeste has a, <laughs> I can't take myself seriously with the Batman ears. Uh, uh, <laughs> you gotta get the unedited, bl- uh, patron version to fucking see this. <laughs> Cece it's like, has, it's like Bruce Wayne <laughs> turned back to kitchen and really let himself go. <laughs> and went broke. Uh, yeah. Um, so Cece moved in with his dead mother. Cece has peanut allergies that will will actually kill her. They're very bad. Um, so uh, when Shanann takes uh, the kids to go see Chris's parents, um, Chris's mom is one of those people who thinks allergies aren't real. Shanann freaks the fuck out, and Chris doesn't really give a fuck. He's, he's big vibing, fucking putting his dick in something Adam, you younger. watched the documentary. It was been a while since I watched it, but isn't there a huge segment on this in the documentary? Can you add anything to this? Yeah, it's called Nutgate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it really stemmed uh, a whole argument <laughs> um, that, you know, I can't fucking think with Nick laughing. I'm too drunk to have multiple inputs coming in right oh, now. Um, uh, like, so th- obviously this is a big deal and it, it opened up a lot of old wounds of shit that uh, Chris's mom had been doing to Shanann and the family in general over s- since Chris's parents the re- are assholes since the relationship started yes Chris's they parents- didn't go to the wedding right uh, I don't remember no, I don't that think, uh, no I'm pretty sure I read that no no they yeah no uh, Chris's parents didn't go to their wedding yeah, like it, it's been a whole big ordeal between Shanann and Chris's parents, and it the it's very clear using subtexts that um <clears throat> that Chris is a mama's boy. Chris's mama didn't like Shanann, and so that probably uh, like I'm trying to reason in chris's head what was probably going on why he killed his family and so in that mama's boy having a lot of stress put on him from from his parents about his family um so already puts an underlying hatred to shenan whether he knows it or not there's an underlying hatred because he looks up to his parents so much and they don't like her so that's obviously her fault like (laughs) not true but like that's just how i could assume he would take it would be rationalized yes plus on top of that they're having relationship troubles they're having financial troubles oh what's this they're about to have another kid yeah they're about to have another kid what's this shenan has a new job and she now makes more money than me like there's a lot of things and let's not get this wrong his his job Pays probably pretty fucking well. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's dude, a very. Fucking, I mean, fu- yeah, 
They went through bankruptcy and still bought a five-bedroom house. Yeah. In well, I'm very, assuming that Colorado, might be why they're in, in Colorado. I'm Colorado that, isn't exactly cheap. I'm going to yeah, say that uh, might be why they're in debt, but. And so, like, uh, you, you can see how there can be some underlying hatreds to Shanann and his family based on it's all relating to, like, how, like, especially like, we're coming on to the turning point for men, but how, like, men are supposed to be in society. And someone who of of that age probably has different mindset than what we would, where he has to be the breadwinner. His wife shouldn't even have to have to work. Like he ha- like these are the things that he has to be doing. And when all those fall apart f- fall apart around you, and you're mentally unstable in the first place, yeah. like it could fucking suck, and it could be a lot yeah. for someone to take in. And sadly, he probably found his only way out was to start new. Wipe the um, hard drive clean. I'm going to put this disclaimer here now. I'm also going to put, I'm going to like, hold on. I'm going to put this disclaimer now. I'm also going to add this disclaimer. I'm just going to record it and add it in when I go and edit. Um, Disclaimer, this episode is going to be a lot of us saying, like assuming stuff and trying to process kind of why or how and then we'll get into the the why and how later but this is us processing trying to understand understand that when we say well we'll we'll do our best to say i think or like i assume this is why we're not rationalizing or saying what he did is okay but this is our attempt to get our thoughts out and maybe under maybe our thoughts and our thought processes will help you kind of like also try to think of stuff and wrap your head around what happened. This, I feel like this is probably the closest we are going to be to ever get to an actual like drunk, like a drunken jury of yeah. like going into the back and trying to rationalize the facts that are coming at us and making the decision. Well, I'm thinking this might be where we end up going. Cause I mean, we've done enough recording of me just knowing and explaining to you guys. I'm st- We'll see how this episode does with our listeners and also just how we feel about it. And this might be a new thing where I will do a majority of the research, but maybe I'll find a documentary, make you guys watch it or read a different book than me. It's just so we all have info and mm-hmm. then we can actually do these drunken collaborations and see what everyone was thinking. So this episode for the disclaimer is it, it is different. This is the first time we've actually all been drunk and informed And this will actually be us drunkenly trying. Yeah, this will be us drunkenly trying to rationalize what we're thinking and what we read and what info we were given. So this is probably what will end up happening for the rest of drunken jurors, because this is probably what it should have been the entire time is all of us knowing facts, drunken and trying to explain to each other. But Nick. Oh, fucking going. Uh, So um, after peanut gate, or as I affectionately call it, nut gate. Um, it was only funny the first time. It was really funny the first time. Also, the reason <laughs> I found it so funny the first time is because I have Nick's outline pulled up, and I read Nutgate, and I didn't realize that he wrote that the first time, and he said Nutgate as I read. Um, where is it in here? It's in here. I know it is. Let me f- try to find the exact fucking. He where is it? I swear I saw Nutgate in here. <laughs> maybe maybe you switched it. I don't know. Maybe I deleted it on accident. I don't know. But Nick wrote Nutgate in here somewhere. I read it. Yeah. You probably didn't uh, realize what it was and just 
cut it out intentionally because you're like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, Nutgate happened. And then a couple weeks later, or like maybe a couple days later, I can't remember, was Cece's birthday. And uh, neither parents showed up uh, because, as we'll soon find out, uh, Chris's father is about as affectionate as a drywall. Which, uh, uh, I'll get into it when Chris confesses. You see a different side I, of him. But... Yeah, I'd say that's the first time Chris's father ever showed affectionate towards his son. Was when yeah. Chris confessed. But we'll um, get into that yeah, in a probably. different part. But Chris's father is one of those good old boy, good old southern boys who, um, if you show emotion, you're weak. If you have mental who perpetuates weak. the have, male stereotypes yeah, that we you, have in society have, today. Yes. If you have depression, you're weak. Women don't. Women don't abuse men because men are better than women, and women don't abuse men because if you're abused by a woman, you're a weak little sissy boy. Um. Sorry, I'm. That really fucking pisses me off. Um, uh, anyway, uh, then what else we got here? Uh, if that's it, uh, that's it. Man. Like, you don't felt, yeah, felt, felt, felt like Chris was ignoring her, and that was probably because he was stooping Nicole. All right, I'm going to go back to something that I, for, I missed before I said that he left on the 31st. So the day before he left on the 30, because I'm sure Nick's going to have a fun time with this because I just read his notes and it sounds hilarious. Um, on the 30th, um, Kessinger receives multiple love letters from Chris the day before he leaves to go to North Carolina with his family. Nick, would you like to explain something about that? Trying to get it in. Uh, it's above yes. the things you just read. Oh, Literally yeah, one yeah. point above. Uh, yep, I'm, because I'm looking at this fucking thing that we're both in the same Google Doc. Fun. I forgot about this since yeah, high school. I'm, uh, I'm, you can see that I'm Chris, right here. Yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, Chris, uh, uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris left. <laughs> Chris I hate that because my letter. brother's name is Chris, so fuck you. <laughs> Chris left love And his middle name does Nicole. start with a J, so. so <laughs> Chris left a love letter for Nicole with lyrics from Down to Earth by the Roots, by Through the Roots. So I thought it'd be fun to listen to the song. The song fucking sucks. I listened to 55 seconds of the song and I wanted to vomit. It's one of Who's it songs. by? Hold on, it's I got it. I'm through the, it through well, the we roots. can't listen to it. On, oh, no. On air. But, on, well, but you should. We, I will edit that part out, but technically yeah. on our unedited, we should be able to. Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> also, that song sucks. All right, yeah. So we all just listened to a good chunk of that song. Uh, fucking horrible. Is anyone else yeah, sweating right a... now? Oh, I so am much. sweating so much. <laughs> I just took my pants off because this is so hot right I now. I am sweating so much. Do I'm we want to take our shirts off agree. again? We should take our shirts off again. No. We did that with no. some more. No, all right, no, all right. <laughs> all right so chris here. went on the 31st after all the shit nick was talking about he went on he has 31st. horrible taste in music they come back so on august 9th shenan talks to her friends about the problems with chris and she ends up talking to him after she talks to her friends and says that things seem to be better and this is when they apparently start fucking like rabbits so then on the 10th is when shenan leaves for arizona 
and uh, where she just does not act like herself at all. From Nicole Atkinson's, uh, who was the one that went with her for this. It the so they work for Lavelle, which is a Thrive company. So, Thrive it was a Thrive event. They went down for some work stuff, aka running more pyramid schemes and shit. Um, Gotta make sure that pyramid stays built. They planned to go out a lot and stuff. They ended up not going out at all. They stayed at the hotel most of the fucking time, other than like the things so that they had to go one to. One thing, to be fair, Shanann should never to have gone fair. out because she was pregnant. To be fair, yeah, she should was pregnant and shouldn't have gone out. What do you mean, gone out? Getting fucking turned in the club in Arizona. They never planned on going out to the clubs. They planned on out going out and sightseeing. Because on the last day, their whole plan was to they had to check out of their hotel. They had all of them like the whole day to themselves. Because their flight wasn't until later in the night at like six, seven, or eight or some shit. Yeah, it adds up. And they had to check out of the hotel by like 11 a.m. or some shit. So they're supposed to go out. They literally sat in the fucking lobby of the hotel till they had to be at the airport. Sounds awful. And I, I had we'll to get, we might Amsterdam get... for three hours. That was also awful when I could have been seeing fucking Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, you could have gone to see the strippers and prostitutes, the window side strippers. I didn't get to make those decisions in my life at the time. So it's your fault. It's also probably isn't. <laughs> it was a school function. <laughs> Nicole yeah, Atkinson Nicole Atkinson later says like that on that last day when they were in like throughout the time, like she seemed off, but like not because she was pregnant and didn't want to like she thought that like she was pregnant, but like she could still go out and like kind of just sightsee and enjoy. But she just seemed like so mentally not into anything. So, well, yeah, that's because she was writing letters to her cheating husband. So um, that were very weird. I didn't, I didn't like the letters. The, the letters after, made me uncomfortable. So, a little tidbit of information: the one of the days that she's gone in Arizona, one of those afternoons, Chris ends up going to C E R V I, but Servi three nineteen to repair an oil leak, which will be very very important later because this is the body dump site yeah so this is this is probably where he decides that this is where he's gonna dump the bodies so he decided that he was gonna commit murder while shenan was on this trip this is when he decided to do it which is wild because he picked up a babysitter for we'll get into the kids oh but we're getting into that right now the 11th chris takes Kessinger to Lazy Dog Restaurant and leaves the kids with a babysitter. Now twice, twice, twice. They, by go the to, way. they go to two Lazy Dogs because apparently the menus are different. So, so here, here, this, this, this is wild. So this is this is what brings Shanann to accuse Chris yeah. of cheating. This very moment because Chris takes Chris takes Nicole to the Lazy Dogs to one Lazy Dogs close to his house. Oh, also, all the, this entire time, he's telling people he's at the Rockies game. Yeah. Um, by himself. He goes, but on a work trip. Yeah. Um, with uh, like one friend but, or some shit. Not by himself. Yeah. He says like with one friend or something. Yeah. So he takes Nicole to Lazy Dog. She doesn't like the menu there. So he takes her to a lazy dog a little bit further away, like on the other side of town. Because they apparently have different uh, menus, apparently. Yeah. And she was into the whole clean eating thing. Like, if it wasn't organic, she wouldn't eat it. Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of how their whole affair started because she went over to his house to discuss clean eating and a workout regime while which is his weird wife because was Thrive, in North Carolina. Well, Lavelle is also a like clean eating Didn't supplements company. Didn't he lose company. a fuck ton of weight yeah. off of Lavelle, Lavelle products? Yeah. Um so <laughs> he takes Nicole to the second lazy dog and on his credit card receipt the purchase for Lazy Dog pops up. So Shanann texts Chris, hey, what are you doing at Lazy Dogs? Oh, I was, bought salmon and beer. Why and it was a Lazy $60 ticket, too. Yeah. And like Shanann's like, oh, okay. Shit. And Shanann's suspicious already. So she Googles the price of a salmon and a beer from Lazy Dogs. And it adds up to like 30 and it's double. some it's, dollars. It's, one, it's double. Yeah. It's, a, it's double from what the... 60 plus Single dollar would be yeah. yeah yeah so that's where she goes all right i need to accuse my cousin of cheating something's wrong here and then i'll let jeff take over there that was the thing i wanted to take over all right so then on the 12th chris takes his kids to a birthday party and then when they get home has a 111 minute phone call with kessinger so uh, was it while shenan was away Chris had some of those really intimate father-daughter moments with his kids. Yeah. So, like, I think his... Was this where his daughter's saying, like, you're my hero or some shit? I believe so. I And, like, like this is where his daughters had one of those... This is this is my father. Because this, this is, is probably the only time that... Well, we also need to preface... Like, preface... Uh, they are, are only three and four years old. Yeah. And um, this is probably, like, the first time they've had, like, alone time with their father yeah probably honestly um but yeah so this 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 was this shenan's trip to arizona was very intimate for the girls so i'll just leave it there then on the 13th at 1 48 a.m shenan returns home to the house and over that time until crest Chris left for work that morning at like, I think it was like five, five 30 in the morning, her and the two daughters were murdered, but the general public and no one knows that yet. Cause we're about to get into the fucking day where everything fucking happens. We'll have you uh, reading this first part, but the next thing we're going into here is uh, going to be the nine one one call from Nicole Atkinson to uh, about uh Shanann, who is missing currently a missing okay granted uh, we need to put this out there they have not been missing for more than maybe about 12 hours now i also need to put this out there further nick saluting is not good enough if you're just gonna salute oh. go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. That's empty. That's empty. I thought he was just shaking up a bottle. Like, why? <laughs> I thought he had a beer. Was just why like, did he wait it? until we recorded this? Puppy? What you doing, buddy? I got big old dog butt over here. Big old dog butt. I have a huge ass, if that makes you feel better. You have a very long back. Shut the fuck up. All right, Adam, if you would like to take us away with uh, Nicole Atkinson, this first part right here. Do you want me to read the narrator stuff or just the verbal stuff? Just read it all. 
Okay. Read it in a high pitched voice, though. Please don't. I'll I'll read the narrator as a high pitched voice. Right. Nicole Atkinson calls nine one one saying, "Hi, Stacy. My name's Nicole, <laughs> and I'm calling because I'm concerned about um a friend of mine." Uh, I dropped her off at her house at two in the morning last night because we were out of town together. She's pregnant and I haven't been able to get a hold of her this morning. And I've gone to her house and her car is there and stuff like that. But she won't answer the door. She won't answer the phone. She won't answer phone calls. She won't answer text messages. And I'm really, really concerned. She had a doctor's appointment this morning and she didn't go to it. I don't know what to do. I've called him, Chris, and talked to him. And he said that she went on a play date with her other two daughters. But like, if she went on a play date, they're both in car seats. Why wouldn't she take her car? So I'm upset that you didn't specifically read out loud the ellipses. That's just my... I'll, I'll redo that sentence so Jeff can add it in. All right, thank you. I've called him, Chris, and talked to him, and he said that she went on a play date with her other two daughters. Oh. Well, I hate that already. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. That's how Nicole sounds, though. Is uh, it? I, 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 yeah, oh, that makes sense. Um, just for a heads up, uh, Nicole is at their house right now, like Shanann's house. Um, Shanann's, I think it's Alexis, is in the garage. The garage door was up, and it's the only car they have that she drives, and it, both their car seats are in it, just for a little bit of background information there. Nick, go ahead, and it's your turn to read for the class. <clears throat> Please say organism as orgasm if it is in the sentence. Also, the narrator needs to have a different voice than the speaker. All right. <clears throat> and then I said, Chris, could you just co- wait? What? Hold on. Am I? I'm reading the right thing, right? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. You so are. this right. isn't like the direct this next been... thing that happens. I cut oh, out. All right. All right. I also right. should have said this earlier. These are all quotes from the actual 911 dispatch call gotcha. from Nicole Atkinson. All right. I, all right. Um, Let me do it again. Let me do it this again. isn't like the entire thing because there's a lot of general bullshit in there um if you want to hear it you can just find it if you just google it it's not hard i got you all right let me go again and then i said chris could you just come home and check she's okay because the shoes she wears every single day are right inside the door and he was like, no, no, no. And he was like, is not, is that, is then he was like a narrator? Or a, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a narrator. I'll be there. Right. Right. Oh, oh, well, right. it's not a narrator. It's still Nicole. And, then, just quoting and he was like, and he was like, yeah, I'll be there in 30 minutes. Well, that was 45 minutes ago. And I called him and asked him again, can you please come home and he was i'm 45 minutes out i hate everything about this but i'll read the next one 
Uh, great perfect great that's exactly what i wanted to hear um so at this point uh nicole has contacted chris multiple times and chris would the first call it sounded like he was like yeah i'm on my way and then decided to finish the job he was doing instead of just leaving right away and that's why he's late from everything else i hear about this and when Chris talks about it in one of his interviews, which we'll get to later, it, it's basically it's the first call. He's like, oh, okay, like I'll be on my way. And then just continues to work until he's done to leave. But continue on. And everyone, I'm so sorry. Adam, go ahead. We're going to do a little Christopher Walken. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. So- this is going to take eight years. <laughs> so, um, we were out of town for work and we flew, <laughs> flew in last night. Our flight got delayed and I dropped her off at the house at two in the morning. She's 15 weeks pregnant and she wasn't feeling well over the weekend. And she was very like distraught and out of sorts because her and her husband were having issues. So <laughs> So <laughs> You got it, bud. Don't worry, I believe in you. <laughs> oh I got right my tears to read. <laughs> so because she wasn't like eating or drinking and stuff like that. <laughs> So this morning, I was like, let me know if you need me to take you to the doctor's appointment because you're not feeling well. Just so everyone knows, this is actually not a laughing matter, and I'm so sorry for everything that's happening, but this is uh, our type of comedy, apparently, and good luck listening to the next 20 minutes. And I have called and text. I've come to her house. She's not answering the door. She's not Responding to text messages, phone calls, her other friends. Have... <laughs> her other friends have reached out to her. None of us can get her to respond to us. Um, they have two little girls three and four there's no movement in the house whatsoever and uh, he, he said she didn't take them to daycare and he was gonna go on a play date but they're they're both they're Seats and her cockies are 
there and there are cars in the garage. <laughs> I don't know if we can put this in. No, we can't. We 100% I'm down can. Fucking, I'm, I'm ready to fucking score <laughs> fuck career. It. We can. Uh, yeah, we haven't <laughs> taken off, so we can't go much lower. So. <laughs> All right. Um, so that, yeah. Um, <laughs> that part. That was just read by, uh, what was this his name? Christopher was Walken. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> read greatly by Christopher Walken. Thank you for guessing on this to read that for us. I, only this is not a laughing matter, but we were laughing at Christopher Walken himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this was Nicole Atkinson explaining. Uh, basically. so much. Yeah, I'm fighting through the tears to read. Fuck off. Um, this is Nicole Atkinson calling in and talking about the last time she saw Shanann, which was when she dropped her off the morning. That remarkable this, reading this by morning, basically. impression done by Adam. <laughs> and just basically stating that she dropped her off that morning and later in the day now she hasn't heard from her she didn't go to her doctor's appointment and no well that's fine you'll get to that when we get to it uh there's no there's no uh actually i don't think there's it's not really another quote for a while so you can fuck off so after that after the dispatch call officer uh i don't know if this is conrad or coonrad but this is how it's spelled (laughs) It's spelled C O O N R O D. I hope no, no, so. No, it's Coonrad. It's Coonrad. We're gonna call him Conrad. Oh, no. Yeah, we're gonna call him Conrad for. Sorry if we're incorrect. Incorrect, but Coonrad sounds bad. So we're gonna go with Officer Conrad. Sorry if it's incorrect. So I don't need to be sharing this now. Um, Officer Conrad arrived at the Watts House at twenty-eight twenty-five Saratoga Trail in Frederick, Colorado where he met with Nicole Atkinson and her son Nicholas to perform a welfare check for their friend Shanann Watts and Shanann's two daughters, Bella and Cece. The officer showed up. He checked through the windows and the back door. They were all locked. He explained that he could not break in without some without something of concern, so he would need Chris's permission to enter the property, which is true. If he doesn't have probable cause to enter the home, then there's no way that he can get in there without the actual owner's uh consent so this is this is where we get to free legal advice with nick um let's assume that the vast majority of our listeners aren't murderers um if an officer asks to come into your room you say or your home you say no unless he has a valid warrant yeah that's free legal advice with nick to be fair, this is like one of the first time we've actually had a cop do his job correctly in any of these stories. So no, we had a couple because if it, because if he had entered the house alone, all of the evidence would have been thrown out. Most of them have done their job correctly. They just do it like a fucking dumbass. Yeah. So wrong. Yeah, uh, but also he doesn't, as we'll get into this in a minute. Um. <laughs> So the officer then called Chris himself and asked for the garage door code, which I don't know why I needed that when the garage door was open. Because Nicole was in there looking at the car. Uh, so, oh, wait, she had a code? Yeah. 
Well, I don't think she had a code. Uh, They talked about it later, but apparently the door didn't close when Chris left in the morning. So the door was just open like all day. Uh, Chris Chris stated that it was faulty and didn't work from the outside, but he was only about five minutes away. Soon after Chris arrived home, he strode confidently up to the officer, shook his hand, and introduced himself before opening the garage door and rushing inside. All right, apparently it did close, but... There's a thing where, like, it said that it didn't close on his end with, like, the app he had for the garage door or some shit. Oh, Mr. I have a smart home. Yeah, basically. What a bitch. I'm only 70K in debt, but I can afford all these smart things on my five-bedroom house in Colorado. But I can avoid an LG nest that lets me sink my fucking home to my fucking menstrual cycle. Huh. That would be great. As a man, to know when my girlfriend's having her period. Based on the temperature of your home? No, man, fuck off! Is she on her menstrual cycle? It'd be nice if you had a home that could tell you that. So, the neighbor Nate came over and said that he had checked his CCTV camera and had seen a white car dropping Shanann off during the early hours Nate of the morning. He's a nosy motherfucker, for the record. <laughs> eh, kinda. Not really. Um, Nicole informed him the car was hers as she dropped Shanann off from the airport. Nate said that there was no other vehicles picked up on the camera apart from Chris's truck backing into the garage at around 5.30 in the morning. He offered for the officer to view the footage. Uh, then they go in and they do like a little quick search of the house. Uh, nothing appeared. Chris confirmed that nothing was missing except for the girls' blankets on their beds. But also a weird thing is that his bed the one that him and Shanann sleep in is completely stripped and everything is thrown in the corner. Yep. So going back to the camera, like the guy in the documentary, we'll get back to it. Oh, like, so we'll bring, I'm we're going to get into it here in a second. So, well, he wasn't uh, a stalker, like or a creepy neighbor. No, he he just had like a ring doorbell. Yeah. He had a ring doorbell and could see like he had it set. So the camera, okay. Yeah, no, I it thought was he had like checked it that emotion. morning. Like, uh, I thought no. it had picked up. Like, it was his morning ritual to see what the fuck his neighbors were doing. No, no, no. no, no. no. He just has a right. recording of it on his phone because the distance set off a recording. It re- yeah, it records any motion uh, within a certain distance of the camera. That'd be so annoying. So you can set the distance. Yeah. Uh-oh. So after a few minutes of searching, um. Nicholas, who is Nicole's son, found Shanann's phone between the cushions of a sofa of the sofa. Chris didn't know what the password was, but Nicole said after speaking to Shanann's mother on the phone, it was the due date of their unborn son, and that was correct. So Chris gave the officer consent to look. Does at the this phone. bitch change her passwords often? Probably. What the fuck? My password has been the same since I bought my first fucking touchscreen anything, which has been about. 10 15 years people guess my password a lot so i had to change it i don't know your password i just get you to unlock your phone and let and then i add my fingerprint to it that is true <laughs> what um, <laughs> that I, I haven't been able to do it with your new phone yet but your oh, old right, phone yeah. i did that a lot so no calls <laughs> no calls have been made that morning uh chris continually switched his attention between shanann's phone and his own and distractedly answered questions about Chanan. He was he was really odd during this entire process. 
Um, he calmly explained that Shanann's flight had been delayed, and so she hadn't arrived home until around 2 a.m. By that time, he was already asleep. The last time he saw her was before he left for work at 5.30 in the morning. And he said, you told me she went on a play date with the girls, Nicole interrupted, and Chris nodded his head. That's what she told me. She left to go to her friend's house with the kids. That's why they weren't at school. Boom. So during this time, Chris uh, Chris seemed on edge, but the officer probably suspected nothing more than a husband and father worried sick about his missing family. Um, but when you come down to it, we know exactly why he was worried. He assumed that they were going to find something. Um, so the question really about this is, um, did the police act appropriately with allowing Nicole, her son, and Chris into the house during technically it's not a crime scene, but if you're gonna do a search, are you really gonna allow other civilians. people in, yeah, civilians in to possibly <clears throat> contaminate if it is a crime scene? How new were the or, cops? Don't know. Could, I'm assuming could, not new though. Okay. Cause so I I could see uh, so Right now, working security, I can definitely see, like, there's been a few moments of, like, oh, uh, 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 and you just get uncomfortable and just kind of let a couple things happen, but you keep a more watchful eye. Like, if they just barged in and you're, like, in that, like, I, it's not that big of a deal, but at the same time, they're not following the rules necessarily, and you just are uncomfortable and don't know, like, all right you just kind of go with it versus yeah also but but also my job isn't a police officer they're walking up to a counter and walking away so yeah i don't know this is a thing that i feel like you would wait for backup make sure no one else comes in and then maybe go into the house because you should always probably especially in this situation you should probably clear a house if this is a missing person and but also it's not a missing person yeah but like no one's heard from them or anything you should probably like i'm not saying like draw your gun go and clear the house i'm saying go in call people's I'd names walk, go i through, would walk through, the house by yeah. myself uh, before anyone came in just to make sure i'm also i'm trying know, to remember takes in there i'm trying to remember the documentary i think they just walk in they do yeah like there I, is I no they all all four of them walk in together Chris yeah, walks in first, and the cop, and then Nicole and her son walk in behind. Yeah, because I know there's phone footage of from Nicole. Yeah, and, the documentary and, is mostly the mo like the first half of the documentary is all from body cameras. From yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Nicole like there wasn't like a question or anything. I think Chris walks in, the cop walks in, and then Nicole just follows. I don't well, think yeah, there's ever Chris like a walks, conversation about it of at so all. Chris walks in and then the cop asks him, he's like, Am I, will you allow me to come in? And he says, yeah, that's fine. And then he goes in and then that's when they all start searching for stuff like together. <laughs> I, I can I, see it's the, if the cop's by himself and technically this isn't a missing persons yet. Like I, I could see like an uncomfortable like, ah, they're not supposed to be here, but it's also not my home and this isn't a missing person if so chris, the only isn't, one if really chris should... isn't going to throw a shit fit then it's not that big of a deal right like yeah um hold on give me a second here i feel like at this moment how long is 
is someone have to be missing for it to be a missing person? 24 48. hours? 48? So, I thought that was for... I thought it was 48, oh, but uh, I just wanted to make sure. No, yeah, Jeff's right. It's like so, 24 for kids and 48 for adults or something. Something like that, yeah. So I could see, like, this is less than like, 12 hours, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is... So I could... Yeah, they're there at, like, noon or something. Yeah, I could definitely see, like, the cop being like, this is up to Chris. Like, if Chris tells me I don't want these people in my house, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell them to get out. But if Chris doesn't say anything, then this isn't an issue. Yeah. Because if Chris has nothing to hide, then he has nothing to hide. So, so after a while of searching around, they end up going over to the neighbor's house to look at the CCTV, CCTV footage, aka basically a ring doorbell. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost immediately while they're watching it, Chris begins blap, uh, like just talking about what he unloaded into his truck that morning while they're watching the recording of him unloading his truck. And the officer then goes on to ask, like, hey, is this continually recording? And Nate says, yeah, it's it's a motion. And then so basically any motion event that happens. The it starts recording So literally a ring doorbell. Mm-hmm. and it captures chris at about 5 17 in the morning is what they say <clears throat> and at this point is when chris starts to actually watch the footage of him reversing his truck into the garage and he starts talking he's like i usually park out on the side um i just wanted to get everything brought in from my truck or into my truck, it's easier than running everything out there with all my tools that I had to bring in. Um, then he places his arms over his head and continues to talk, and his body language becomes increasingly agitated as they continue to watch more footage. Um, then they go back a little bit more. Um, okay, this is Shanann uh, at the door at 1.48 a.m., and then it doesn't pick her up actually going into the house. So I don't know if maybe you just cut footage because she was standing there so long and then didn't pick her up walking in. And then at it says at 527, the garage door was left open. And that's when Chris left. It just didn't, it was left open and then didn't close basically. It's a lot of weird random stuff during the C- like the CCTV thing. They keep hopping back and forth and stuff. Um, so the officer, after watching it, says, hey, I appreciate your time. Uh, he says that to Nate. And then Chris turned to Nate and shook his hand and said thanks. And then he leaves, like, rather fast. Like, Chris, like, says thanks and then just, like, leaves, like, straight away. Like, doesn't even wait. Um, the officer stays back. Um and says, do you just want to go talk to him? I'm just going to get his info real quick. And then he gestures towards Nate, and that's when Chris leaves. He says, he's, um, then Chris left. And then Nate says, hey, he's not acting right at all. And then he's like, he's rocking back and forth. Um, he's never, ta- he never takes his stuff in and out of the garage ever when working, because he obviously looks at all the film that he gets from it being triggered. Um, it says like he came from like down the street and then the other thing that doesn't make sense is why would he pull past this certain section and back 
like basically how he backs in because adam you saw the video is he he has a truck and it's like a isn't it like a lifted truck too like it's pretty like it's like it's like lifted or something i i wouldn't this i don't know whether it was lifted I, I don't know whether it was necessarily lifted or not, but it was a bigger truck. I mean, it's, it's a bigger truck, but I, I don't remember the brand or anything. I don't know if it's supposed to be that high. I think it's or a, not. like a, I think it's like a Ford F two fifty or something. It's it's not like uh odd thing. Like but it, he it didn't look basically, out of sorts. Well, basically how he backs up though is he backs like the entire bed into the garage just the bed yeah well if you have a lifted truck like you can't get yeah. the cab in to most we, garages yeah uh, but like, Nick, imagine my jeep but as a pickup like my yeah. jeep was lifted so and then um the officer just asked him he's like hey are you able to record this and he says yeah He's like, hey, just watch him get out. He walks back and forth a couple of times. To be, on, uh, to be completely honest with you, my wife and I were kind of wondering when she was on vacation if something had happened because I've heard them full-on screaming at each other at the top of their lungs, and he gets crazy. The officer's like, does he? And is that pretty recent? Date replies, yeah. We were asking if she went and visited people because she wanted to get away from the situation. So this shows that before she left for Arizona, that her and Chris were having like literal verbal altercations that were loud enough for their neighbor to hear. He's across the street. I don't think he's across the street. I think it's next door. Adam, right. do you remember from watching the, the CCTV? They're next door, right? So, yeah. Because if they were across the street, angles. I think he would have caught a body being lifted into. There's multiple camera angles. There's a camera angle of the driveway where like if my hand is the pickup and like my wrist is the bed towards the garage like there's a camera angle that is just fucking yeah like that like you can kind of see the bed but yeah, here's, next door neighbor. here's the truck it's a next it's like next door just but it's like on the grass like literally next to the garage or next to the driveway it's like an actual security system yeah but yeah. then there's right. other camera footage of like a ring doorbell so i don't know i'm not a hundred percent on that uh then nate goes on to say like it just seems kind of odd to me why would he pull the truck up like i've never seen him pull it back into the driveway ever I've never seen him like unload stuff or load stuff into his truck. He normally just walks back and forth from the garage to his truck, loading his stuff into the truck every morning. Cause he catches him every morning. Like when he walks up the driveway, obviously the motion sensor goes off. Basically Nate just tells him like, Hey, like some, something has to be going on. Cause this, this 100% is not normal. And then when he goes back to the house, Nicole points out like a red thing on the stairwell that they think might be blood the officer goes looks at it he's like it looked uh it looks like a piece of wax or something it's not blood i don't see any signs of a struggle nothing's broken which great i understand like you are maybe you're a seasoned police officer and like that's something you can determine but also with you being a police officer and the fact that they will be bringing csi like c like csi techs on it, it's not everyone knows who is a police officer you don't get to like to determine that like that's not 
that is 100% the crime text. They get to determine what is what because they'll take a sample of it. You don't get to just be like, eh, probably wax, not blood. Like, yeah. So then the next day at approximately 11.45 a.m., which is now the 14th of August, 2018, Officer Kate Lanes and other police officers meet come with a search and rescue team and canines to the Watts residence to continue the search for Shanann and the two girls. Uh, Chris was at this point preparing to do an interview with local news channels. Um, he gave permission for them to enter the property and he then arranged with the camera crew to do the interview outside on the driveway instead of in this house. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched that interview. It's in the documentary. Yeah, it's... I I saw, like, a screen cap of it. it it's... It's, it, it's very reminiscent of Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, not Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's the fucking 12, 12 rules of life. You're talking about uh, Drew? Drew Peterson, yeah, that dude. Because I grew up, I grew up watching the Drew Peterson bullshit, and that he he was the one of those chuckle fucks who was doing those interviews while fucking his wife's dead. So well, he killed her. So yeah, yeah. Well, both of them did, and they're both doing interviews. So before the interview, Chris gives them some articles for the dogs to sniff to you know go do their whole search. Um. So upon entry, Officer uh, Lyons noticed a strong smell of cleaning chemicals, which makes sense from the fact that they literally left the crime scene the night before and gave Chris an entire night in the house by himself to wipe away any evidence or anything. Yeah. Uh, Everywhere was spotless, and marks on the carpet confirmed that it had been freshly vacuumed. Uh, Chris mentioned that he had made the girls' beds that morning and had done the laundry. So he went from doing their... When Con- uh, Conrad showed up, their beds were unmade and the blankets were missing. So they come back the next day, beds were made with blankets. This dude literally vacuumed, cleaned the entire house, everything. Basically got to get an entire night to wipe any evidence of anything that happened. I don't... Yeah. So... So here's where it's real weird. Like, I don't like this was a bad situation for, but at the same time, the cops weren't not doing their job. No, I'm not saying they did no. their job wrong. Yeah, I'm like, just saying, like, the reason that this is yeah. so shitty like, is this because is, of the fact that they had no yeah, like, real telltale to make it a crime scene. Like, this is they did yeah, everything this is, right. It's yeah, just, this is just like a bad luck kind of situation yeah. of like, yeah, like, should you have done that? Like, should you have let him do that? No, but at the same time, these aren't missing people and he's not a murderer. Say they would so. say Nicole would have called the day after she actually called saying that they were missing and stuff and the police showed up. They probably would have made it a crime scene because that yeah. was the last scene spot and there were kids involved. Yeah. They hadn't been seen. It probably actually becomes a crime scene at that point. Yeah. Yeah, this is about 12 hours too early. Um, so during the press interview that he's doing while the canines are going around and everything, Chris states, quote, that's what um that's when that's what started to concern people, unquote. Not that's what started to concern us. That's what started to concern me. That's what started to concern people. 
Because it didn't concern him. It's what's it's what he, he knows what he happened. observed. Well, he observed other people being concerned. I think in the documentary they explained like that he because like they had had a major argument and that her deciding to go to other people and not really contact him for a couple of days is like normal. Yeah, I'm them. not saying like. So the thing that sucks about this is, again is we're you can't judge other people's grieving. Everyone grieves in a different way. So him saying that it could just be like uh, uh like he's just he's now talking to the press. He's going through a shit ton of stuff. He doesn't know where his wife and kids are. He just misspoke because he he's not thinking straight. Yeah, but looking and- back on it and looking at that is like oh well, obviously yeah, he's obviously. not concerned. Well, he- yeah, and but like at the time, like I could be like, I'm like, I, I mean, it's odd, but like when my girlfriend's pissed off, or like whether it's at me or in general, she needs like one or two days to like collect her thoughts to get thing like to figure shit out before she's ready to talk, and if that's how. She, shenan was then i i could definitely see him being like it's been 12 hours like we just had a major argument last night or something like this this isn't like out of the ordinary this is something that could actually happen depending on how she deals with stress and anger versus like he's probably being brought up that you want to separate like don't you just want to get out right away after that if someone's like, I don't want to be with you, like I think we should separate. Do you really want to stick around that person? Yeah, but uh, Shanann's came out and said, Hey, she's fighting for her husband, so well she's and not, I would say like away. I mean I mean I obviously none of us were there for those conversations and depending on how they feel, like I, I could definitely see it being like, Well, if one of us wants to separate, like I, like it's no secret i've talked about before like morgan and i ha- have broken up and we've gotten back together bef- and uh, when we separated it like it was definitely like she want she was kind of like i want to be separated and i was fighting to keep something there for that during that breakup and like, like your camera's wild right now <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm currently watching the sun come in <laughs> I'm I'm godly. Um, but yeah, like I I could see like the like one if one person wants to try still fight and try and make it work regardless of the issues that you're having, and one person has kind is kind of like fed up with the problems that are happening. Like I could see, like there's just two completely different ways that people are processing information. The situation and yeah. The, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that is the end of part one. That is everything that happens on the first day when they get the call and then the start of the second day. Uh, part two doesn't want us to do more narration. There's there's no more narration written down. That is literally the end of my notes. So <laughs> I did skip a lot of narration, though. Why? <laughs> uh, because there That's are really bullshit. big ass parts and I don't have time for you guys to read something that would take about five minutes no, and no, no. take 15. I was going to, so. I, I had another voice in store. Yeah, it was That's fine. That's fine. Next episode starts with Nicole's interview with uh, the police. So works and out. Nicole Save will be read by Captain Kirk. 
There no, you no, go. no. Nicole's going to be read by Al Pacino. Jesus <laughs> fuck, this will be great. But yeah, so that that's the end of that. Ooh, um, the first, that's the end of the day of them calling in the missing people in the start of the second day. At the end of the second day is when Nicole goes in to talk to the police. So that is where we will pick up on part two, and then we will get into some more stuff, uh, aka Chris's first interview with police, and then his second interview, which is the confession interview. But yeah, I mean, what do you guys got so far? Scent of a Woman's an amazing movie. That that's that Pacino line. Ooh, ah, that scent of a woman. All right, I just fantastic. I don't like Al Pacino. I just know the line. Nick, you no longer <laughs> get ending thoughts. You're done. No, um, um will you tell that to God who's peering through my window? <laughs> it's Egyptian. We know your marketing schemes. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. Understandable. I spoke like Christopher Walken. That's understandable because uh, the, the I'm assuming the end of the last part we do is going to be a lot of us just being mad and talking about all the bullshit. So thank you, everyone, for listening to part one of our Chris Watts series. If you um, words and stuff, <laughs> follow us on social media anywhere. Uh, look up You Hate to See It, specifically on Twitter. It is at Y-O-U-H-A-2-C-I-T. You can find us anywhere that podcasts happen or are put on to, some would say. What's Jeff happening little... right now? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, is strong. Just... Jeff, Jeff is drunk and is having strongs right now. I cannot remember how to do his outro. <laughs> what but basically, after you go, if you want to listen to the fucking podcast, one, if you're at this point, you're already listening to it. Continue to listen wherever you're listening. But... <laughs> If you would like to help us out, you can go to Podbean, type in You Hate to See It up in the upper right-hand corner. There's a Become a Patron button. You click on that. You pay a certain amount of money at $3 tier. You get to watch the unedited videos of our recordings, which this one will be three different segments fucking smashed together. It's going to be lit. But, Dumb, uh, I changed. I changed into Apollo like halfway through, and the sun. Yeah, we all, we all, we all pissed on ourselves. I, al- I almost put the t-shirt back on. From <laughs> I can't do anything about the sun. Well, it's fucking blind, but we'll get over that at the end of the episode anyway. So I don't give a fuck. Uh, Nick, do your fucking bullshit, stupid thing. Professional stuff. Ah! Okay. God, I can't wait. Well, I'm glad I only during one track I have to change Adam's fucking pitch and compressing this shit, but deal with that at a different point. Oh, Adam, do your stupid thing. You just did. What do you mean? You want me to do it again? Stupid bitch. There we go. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you, and uh, we look forward to part two. <laughs>